In this bulletin, Victoria's opposition announces it no longer supports treaty negotiations. The federal government announces two new gas deals. And in netball, the Diamonds take home their second consecutive win as they defeat England's Roses in the Netball Nations Cup. The Victorian opposition say they are withdrawing support for treaty negotiations over concerns about how cultural heritage is and is not working in Victoria. National's leader and the opposition spokesperson for Aboriginal Affairs, Peter Walsh, says the introduction of the laws to oversee the process have caused concerns among coalition MPs. A spokesperson for the First Nations Assembly of Victoria says the opposition's decision to withdraw is disappointing but not surprising. Mr. Walsh says coalition MPs have been approached by people with issues about the process and that those must be resolved before they can move on in the process. He spoke to Sky News about the decision. You have at the moment is a traditional owners group with a monopoly on delivering those cultural heritage studies uh, with no accountability about timeliness or price or actually getting an outcome for people. If someone has a government monopoly, they have a responsibility to do the right thing by those who are requesting a study. Energy Minister Chris Bowen says gas-fired stations could have enough fuel to power Australia's east coast for the next two years as he announced the government has entered two supply commitment deals. Mr Bowen says the government has entered two enforceable supply commitments with gas giants Esso and Woodside, resulting in more than 260 petajoules becoming available between now and 2033. He says the deal will help address the demand in areas at risk of seasonal shortfalls and is part of ensuring that gas prices remain down for Australians. The Climate Council, as well as environmentalists, say the extraction and processing of the resources fueling Australia's high emissions. Victoria is launching an investigation into women's pain after a survey found that women's, ex- women experience, women's experiences of pain are often overlooked. The inquiry will examine the systemic issues impacting perceptions and treatment of women's pain and be led by a panel of experts overseen by the Women's Health Advisory Council. Premier Jacinta Allen told reporters that there is a gender pain gap and says women's pain has been treated as a niche issue for too long. The survey prompting the inquiry found that four in ten Victorian women experience chronic pain and one-third have health difficulties that impact their ability to work. Submissions submissions to the inquiry can be made from January 30th. Queenslanders are bracing for another week of severe weather as a potential Category 3 cyclone threatens to hit the state later this week. The Bureau of Meteorology is providing regular updates and warnings to Queenslanders in flood and storm impacted areas and urges residents to stay informed. There are also heat waves warnings in places for parts of Queensland as well as storm warnings for southern Queensland and northern New South Wales today. Yeah, we do have a risk of severe storms across southeast Queensland pushing into northeast New South Wales today, and they may bring some heavy falls that could lead to flash flooding, as well as some fairly gusty winds and large hail. So, uh, with those hot, unstable conditions in those areas, it is a good idea to keep an eye on the radar through the afternoon as well and check out our warnings page in case we need to issue storm warnings for any systems there. 
Authorities say there remains uncertainty about where the cyclone, which will be called Kirili, will reach land. The inauguration of the controversial Ram Janmabhoomi Mandir in the Indian state of Uttar Pradesh is set to take place today and is garnering mixed reactions from Australia's Indian diaspora. The site has been at the centre of controversy for decades following the destruction of the Babri Masjid Mosque by Hindu hardliners in 1992, which saw nearly 2,000 people killed in the ensuing riots. Many of Australia's Indian Hindu diaspora are celebrating the event in temples across the country. Others have expressed their concerns. Those expressing concern and and disappointment over the temple's opening say they view the opening of the temple as more political than religious, as Prime Minister Narendra Modi seeks a rare third term in the upcoming elections. According to the 2021 census by Australian Bureau of Statistics, Hinduism has been growing and now constitutes 2.7% of the total population. Politicians are rushing to Canberra this week following Anthony Albanese's calls for a caucus meeting two weeks before Parliament is set to resume. The hastened caucus meeting is set to discuss solutions and relief to the cost of living crisis and inflation, causing hope among Australians in need of financial relief. The Prime Minister has commissioned Treasury and the Department of Finance to work on proposals for cost of living relief, but has given no indication of when such proposals will be announced. Nationals member Barnaby Joyce told Channel 7 Sunrise that the meeting is no more than a political academy award for the Labour government. If they talk about giving you back money by State Street tax cuts, then the crazy lefties come out and say, no, no, keeping the money in the hands of the state is more important than the cost of living crisis. So when this this cost of living crisis uh, hurrah is over and you've paid your half a million from your skyrocket for it the question you have to ask yourself after this theatre, what did you actually get? Housing housing affordability in Australia is forecast to worsen if the government continues giving tax concessions to private property investors, a new report finds. The report shows that the federal budget is expected to lose a quarter of a trillion dollars to negative gearing and capital gains tax concessions between 2010 and 2033. The federal government says it promises to reinvigorate the home building sector and has pledged to deliver $1.2 million in new homes in the next five years. Campaign spokeswoman Mayor Zize says the Housing Australia Future Fund is not enough to keep up with the demand. The Housing Australia Future Fund is only going to disperse at the most about $500 million over the next five years. That is going to be completely dwarfed by the amount of money that we're putting into the private rental market and private investors. They're looking at building, uh, they're projecting uh, in the best case scenario about 30,000 homes over the next five years. That's great. Uh, I wouldn't want to get in between someone who needs housing and one of those 30,000 homes, but it's not going to make the kind of impact that we need. The shortfall that we've got for social housing in Australia is 640,000. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres has once again expressed condemnation of Israel for what he calls an unacceptable resistance to statehood for the Palestinian people. Speaking at the G7 summit in Uganda, Mr. G77 summit in Uganda, Mr. Guterres said the mounting deaths of Palestinian people in Gaza is heartbreaking, and he repeated his calls for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire. He says this scale of massive destruction and killing is unprecedented 
unprecedented in his time as Secretary General. The denial of the right to statehood for the Palestinian people would indefinitely prolong a conflict that has become a major threat to global peace and security, exacerbate polarization, and embolden extremists everywhere. The G77 plus China is a group of 134 countries championing the common interests of countries from the global south. Ukrainian shelling has killed at least 27 people and injured 25 more in the Russian-controlled region of Donetsk in eastern Ukraine. The Russian foreign ministry says the attack was a barbaric act of terrorism and condemns the strike which it says was carried out with western weaponry. The Donetsk region is one of four regions in Ukraine's east and south that Russia claims to have taken control of when it annexed Ukraine in 2022. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says in a single day Russia shelled more than 100 cities, towns and villages and says attacks in the Donetsk region have been particularly severe. And to sport in netball, the Australian netball team has beaten hosts England by two goals at the Netball Nations Cup in London. The second consecutive win for the Diamonds culminated in a tight 61-59 result as the Australians came out on top against the Roses. England must now beat world number two New Zealand in their final group match before reaching the decider of the tournament. Australia will meet world number seven Uganda for the first time next week. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, thunderstorms on the top of 33, Perth, sunny 28, Adelaide, much the same, 32, Melbourne, cloudy 20, Hobart, shower 2, 16, Albury, Wodonga, mostly sunny 26, Canberra, partly cloudy 26, Wollongong, possible shower 23, Sydney, partly cloudy 26, Newcastle, similar conditions 26, Brisbane, partly cloudy 37, Townsville, mostly sunny 33, Cairns, a shower or 2, 34 degrees, Alice Springs, cloudy 38, Darwin, showers and a possible storm on top of 32, and the Torres Strait Islands, scattered thunderstorms on the top of 28 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 